Hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees. Their multicultural mess and secular scam. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening from wherever you are in the world. Um, uh, good morning, and thank you very much for joining this podcast, uh, for your support, for your energy, for listening, even if you do not agree with me. Thank you for listening. Um, and I hope you can take these topics and do your own research. Um, have that conversation with your friends, your families, um, and go on from there. Um, share this podcast with at least five people. Ask them to share it with five people. Ask them to share it with another five people so that we can have these conversations and we can heal. And once we heal, we can be better um, we can join the dot. Um, so today's podcast, um, I want to do on the violence the, in, in Canada, the Khalistani violence. Um, the violence at the Indian consulate in um, Indian consulate in San Francisco, I think. Uh, how is it related to the Manipur violence? Okay. Um, so yesterday we spoke about the Manipur violence. Okay, it is a long-standing issue, but it has to do with Christianity raking up the embers of the fire, lighting the fire, and running away, screaming wolf, at, because they're the ones who lit that fire. Okay, they're the ones behind this violence supported by the Indian National Congress, who lost the elections in Manipur and were, going about, were also going to, on, the, on the streak of losing the elections of Karnataka. They had to rake up issues, they had to cause anarchy, pretend to be victims, and then blow up the issue. And that's exactly what they did in Godra. The Godra riots were exactly the same. They were going for elections, they needed to win, they needed to play, play the, the card, the victim card, and they did it, but they lost. Because the people of Gujarat have got intelligence. Unfortunately, uh, don't can't say much for Karnataka, and neither for Manipur. So, let's go straight to the violence in, um, in um, San Francisco. We know the um, we know the Indian consulate was attacked. Uh, there's a lot of there's attacks to Indian consulates in the UK, in Canada. I'm not sure from Canada too, in Australia. All of these places have got huge Indian communities. So they're attacking soft targets. And now, who are these Khalistanis? They are heavily supported by the Muslim Brotherhood and the Pakistani ISI. Okay, what is the Pakistani ISI and why are they supporting these Khalistani events? Because they created, Pakistan created a genocide in 1970, we know that, in East Pakistan, which then splintered off and formed Bangladesh. They have always maintained it because of India's interference, East Pakistan broke off, but they have never admitted till today that they had a genocide. Three million raped and butchered in cold blood. Okay, they have never admitted, and the United States too will not admit it, because the United States wasn't in, involved in supplying weapons. 
So they cannot tell their own people who they've been brainwashed with Kashmir, 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 Baninga, Pakistan. They cannot blame their own people. They cannot tell their own people that they are the ones who are actually killing the Muslims, not them, not the others. So in order to divert the attention when they lost East Pakistan, because if the the army was going to lose, they didn't, the Pakistanis didn't require the army anymore. They were not good for anything. Why does Pakistan require an army? So the people were angry at the army. So to create a diversion, they send their uh, thugs or the insurgents into Baluchis from Baluchistan into Afghanistan because Baluchistan's divided half in Pakistan, half in Afghanistan. So they created a ruckus in, in Afghanistan. And over time, they use this ruckus to say, well, look, there's a problem in Afghanistan. We need to go there. And that's why we need the army. So they had to create the necessity for the army, okay? And create the problem, create the necessity. And from there onwards, they keep the army going. And say, oh, no, no, the army is here for you. On that basis, they then the Afghans couldn't uh, hold their own, so they asked for the Soviets for help. Um, Soviets didn't really interfere in the beginning, but it was the Americans who gave them money. The Americans didn't believe them at, in the beginning, but over time, over the decade, the Americans gave them little money here, little money there to keep quiet. Keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet, because they're making an, a noise, they were begging like beggars. Um, and that was a problem, okay? That money was taken and used where? To fund insurgents into uh, Punjab. Punjab, and to use the Khalistanis and fund an insurgency into Punjab. So they send their insurgents into, uh, Baluch insurgents into into uh, Afghanistan to create a ruckus and say, look, the, uh, the Soviets are invading, Soviets are invading, and this you can get from the former Pakistani ambassador's um, book, uh, Pakistan Between State and Military. I don't uh, uh, I'm going to get the link and I'm going to put it there for you. Um, former Pakistani ambassador to, uh, to the United States, Haqqani. His name is Haqqani. Um, and he is, he's based out of, uh, on the east coast of, Washington, um, of, uh, of the United States. And he wrote a couple of books, and you should read his books because it's all noted in those books. It's fantastic, absolutely uh, fantastic. Pakistan between mosque and, and military. So he details all of this in the book, and he says Pakistan sent their insurgents into, um, it, very much into... Uh, Baluchistan into Afghanistan, created the ruckus, pretended that the Afghans, the Soviets were invading. Once they invade, then afterwards they bring, uh, the Pakistan gives, uh, the US gives them money, money, money. Over time it gets more and more and more. Um, and then the Pakistanis convince the, convince the Americans to say, look, um, you scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. You give us the money and we will invade, we will invade Afghanistan for you. 
and we will lay a trap for the Soviet Union. You want to bring down the Soviet Union, we want Kashmir. This is what we want, this is what you want. You give us the money, you give us the CIA, but we will go on the ground. But we don't want American boots on the ground. Why? Because if they show, because they were going to use Islam. Islam is at stake, Islam is at stake. It's the same way they broke off Pakistan from India and they had the partition. They said Islam is at stake, Islam is at stake, they lied. Okay, now they were using the same tactic, Islam is at stake, Islam is at stake, and they used it with the Americans, and they used it in Afghanistan. And similarly, after 10 years, or 9 years, they finally laid a trap for the Soviets, okay, and told the whole world, the Soviets are invading, the Soviets are invading, um, and we are there to help, everyone gave them money, Europe gave them money, uh, uh, the Europeans, the European Union, everyone, Western nation gave them money, um, America gave them big money, but all they wanted was to set a trap for the Soviet Union. They send the insurgents, Afghanistan couldn't help control the insurgents, very much like it's happening in France now, Afghanistan couldn't control it, and they were creating a ruckus, Muslim on Muslim, okay, that side, Afghanistan had needed help, asked the Soviet Union because they were pro-Soviets, and when the Soviet came to help them, they said, look, Afghanistan has invaded, we're sending in the troops. And that's how the war on terror started. Okay? It was Pakistan. It started with the, the genocide of Pakistan on East Pakistan, Bangladesh. That is how the war on terror started. It started in a different zone completely. That then became a diversion. And the war on terror started in 70 or 71 as a diversion for the loss of West Pakistan and East, on East Pakistan. And to create a diversion because the U US also did not want the world to know that there, there was a genocide and the US was involved in this genocide. The US was fully involved in this genocide. Iran, the Shah of Iran was uh, involved or allegedly involved. And, uh, Jordan was allegedly involved. So they wanted, they didn't want the world to know, so they had to create the diversion. So very easy, you know, Pakistan gave them the way, West Pakistan, and here we go. And here we go. That money was taken to, for insurgency also into, um, into uh, Kashmir, but it also fueled an insurgency into Punjab. The 70s, the 80s, and the 90s when insurgency into Punjab. Okay, and that they wanted to create a ruckus in Punjab and say, see, the, pa the, pa the Punjabis are, are, are being, um, you know, the Punjab is, is being ruined, Punjab is being ruined, but that was created only by Pakistan to make up for the loss of East Pakistan, Bangladesh. And they send drugs, they send weapons, um, they sent everything, and Indira Gandhi had to retaliate with the military. Fine. They were killing people, they were killing Hindus, they were attacking Sikhs who were, uh, they were attacking Sikhs who were not their alliance, because Sikhs are not all one community. You have to understand, Sikhs are multiple communities, multiple groups, sects. We know that, like every other group. So this is not killing Sikhs. There are Sikh versus Sikh. Okay, the different groups, there's a civil war between the Sikh groups fighting for power. Nothing new. 
This is not Hindus versus Sikhs. That's a narrative. It's Sikh on Sikh civil war. Because some Sikhs were with, with the Khalistanis and the Khalistanis made sure that everyone was with them because then they would send the mafia to kill them or they would give you drugs. And those drugs are coming in from where? From Pakistan to destroy Punjab. And here we go. Uh, that insurgency um, was not going anywhere, or should I say not really taking, not making noise in the world. And so there was an Indian Sikh who was a member of um, the armed forces. He was caught, I can't get his name now, he was caught, uh, you know, with some terror activities. And obviously he was court-martialed. One day before um, one day before he left, he was about to retire, they, uh, the Indian military um, sort of fired him. And so if you fire someone from the military, you won't get your benefits. You won't get benefits. As a result of which, uh, he was angry. He was angry against the Indian armed forces who cut off his pensions because that's what you live on, the military. Uh, he was involved in anti-India activities. Um, he went straight to the Khalistanis. He said, I'm going to blow this Khalistani issue so much that if I blow it up, the whole world will take notice. So he sent terrorists into, he used, he trained terrorists to go into the um, Golden Temple. Um, the, the terrorist Khalistani terrorist occupied the, the temple. They knew that Indira Gandhi, the Indian Armed Forces, would go and retaliate. Once it's retaliate, people will now, at that point of time, be caught in the crossfire. There will be killing, there will be murder, there will be civil war, and it'll blow up. And all, all over the world, the Sikhs will, first thing they do, they'll point the finger um, at the Indians, calling them, you know, killers, terrorists, but this was a planned action by the Pakistani ISI in conjunction with the Sikhs in India, disgruntled Sikhs in India, and that's how it started. It was a pre-planned, the 1984 attack on the Operation Blue Star, should I say, the, the attack on, uh, for, on, on of Operation Blue Star was pre-planned by um, the Khalistanis, supported by the Pakistani ISI, to kickstart the global Khalistani movement. And once that went international, everyone said, oh, the poor Sikhs, the Hindus are killing them, the Hindus are killing them, the Hindus are killing them, the Hindus are killing them. And that's how it started. And that, my dear friend, was the start of the Khalistani movement worldwide. Then, of course, they had, they had um, a reason to blow up the Indian uh, Air India plane. They had a reason to blow up uh, the plane, I think, in Narita. They had a reason, uh, Japan. They had uh, a reason to blow up, to kill Indira Gandhi. Uh, they had a reason to do all of that, all of that. Uh, but it was highly sponsored 
and pre-planned by the Pakistani ISI. And this is the Khalistan event. Uh, the Khalistani movement later on died out because the Indian military was very effective. But they still kept sending drugs. So these drugs are, keep, uh, are being kept being sent by, um, by the ISI to destroy Punjab and the Punjabi people. And say, see, they're destroyed. They're destroyed because of the simple fact that the Pakistani ISI is, is sending a steady flow of... Um, a steady flow of drugs into India. Why? Punjab is the breadbasket of India. If they take Punjab, it's over. They take Kashmir, it's over. There's water there. So at the end, they want to stifle India off. And here we go. Okay. Um, obviously, because now they killed Indira Gandhi, the Indian Congress, I then had, you know, blew up and had the Sikh riots. No, everyone talks about the Sikh riots, but they don't know what happened presiding to the, what was the precedent of the Sikh uh, 1984 riots. They don't know that, 1980, the, that the uh, Pakistani ISI pre-planned the attack on the Sikh temple, on the Golden Temple. They didn't know that it was an event that was planned and someone from the ex from the mili Indian military was in conjunction with them, worked with them. They planned to put Sikh militants, Khalasani militants in the Golden Temple only to create a ruckus, only to have an event to as a trap, just as they set the trap for the Soviet Union. They set the trap in the Golden Temple. And why did the Americans allow it? Because India was on the side of the Soviet Union. So one side they said that India was on the side of the Soviet Union, they were supporting the Soviet Union. And obviously uh, the Americans didn't like it. Um, um, in the, India was also socialist, while the US was capitalist. So India doesn't like socialism, sorry, US doesn't like socialism. We know that uh, uh, the US, India stopped the genocide in East Pakistan and brought down the US, which, which uh, the US didn't like, never thought that there would be a country that would be successful against the United States, against States of America, against their army. They never thought that, ever. But Indira Gandhi was successful in bringing down even the US and stopping weapons, transfer weapons into uh, East Pakistan. Uh, the US, the Soviet Union vetoed um, the UN um, who was going against India. Uh, Soviet Union backed India back then. Okay, so the U.S. didn't like India, so the U.S. did not have any problems with the plan of the pre-planned invasion of the um, Golden Temple in Amritsar by Sikh militants supported by the Pakistani ISI. This was a pre-planned setup and a trap laid only so that the Indians would fall into it and they would kickstart the global um, 
Khalistani issue where they would use the Khalistanis to bring down India from the inside and make them slaves of the US very much like Pakistan. But India did not fall. And so this is not a new event. Biden is using this now as the same way as his predecessors used the Khalistanis. Biden is using the Khalistanis to do one thing and only one thing only. To bring Modi down, just like he tried to bring Indira Gandhi down. The cycle has come to full circle. Now the Congress has lost power in 2014. And uh, Modi's there. And he's resurrecting India. He's giving power back to India. Instead of working with power, the Americans never like others to be power. They think that power should be with them. They're so drugged in their minds. They're so power-centric and drugged with this power in their mind that they cannot see that we can all be together. We're all together. We can support each other. We can leverage each other and help one another in peace instead of you know, going against each other. The U.S., India has never bought down or done anything to bring down the U.S., to go against the U.S., unless it's against our interest. No, but the U.S. has to control everyone, has to make sure that everyone submits to their point of view, which is disgusting, uh, the disgusting country and a disgusting leadership. I'm not saying a country, I apologize, I take it back. It's a disgusting leadership, whether left, right or center, I don't care, they're all the same. They want to bring down another country instead of empowering people to be stronger, that they don't have to leave, they don't have to be refugees, there's no war. They want war, they want people to be weak so that they can be up, but they don't understand that they're one side that all these refugees will filter onto them and that's why they're screaming illegal immigrants now, but why are you destroying countries? But no, the Americans have always not like anyone else to have as much as power as them. You know, there's enough of place for everyone on this whole planet, but no, you can't tell them that. Anyway, this is what it is, and this is uh, the U.S. Now, of course, uh, they have a long-standing relationship with the Pakistani ISI. The Pakistani ISI is in hand, is part of the Muslim Brotherhood. They are the Muslim Brotherhood. So, the Muslim Brotherhood, since 2010, since they broke up with Saudi Arabia, bought off the, the Democratic Party. Okay? Um, that's why you see all these Muslim Brotherhood and care and all come in the forefront of American politics ever since then. Why? Because now they're an alliance. They bought off. The, Amer the Democrats never had any money. When Obama lost power, he left um, in, in 2016, he left the Democrats in a debt of $27 million. And they needed money. Guess who? The Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood is also uh, has bought off Trudeau in Canada, and that's why Trudeau takes up for them. And anything that they're doing is part of the toolkit of the Muslim Brotherhood against India, because the Muslim Brotherhood obviously doesn't like Kufar. And their goal is to destroy all the Kufar in the world, because as long as the Kufar exists, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslims, Islam, cannot have complete power. At the end of the day, it's a game of power. It's not about God. They have to destroy everyone else to remain the only last person standing, like a ball of rolling pins, like, you know, bowling alley. I mean, 
until the lights go off. I, mean, I don't understand what they're thinking, but anyway, it is what it is. But, you know, they'll only step onto their own slime at one point of time because that's what they're creating. Um, so here you have Trudeau and Biden, both slaves of the, of the Muslim Brotherhood. They, own, they are owned by the Muslim Brotherhood. They cannot do anything without the hands of the Muslim Brotherhood. And here we go. Uh, what are they going to get for this? Power, money. They will, you know, scam the votes, um, have votes appear from nowhere and win. Um, that's basically long and short of the story. What have they done? They have destroyed, both destroyed their economies. Biden came in, the economy was doing well. Even during COVID, uh, it was doing, it had gone back up. But now Biden has brought it down. Trudeau is the same. Trudeau took over a, a country where the economics was fantastic. Not fantastic, but pretty good. Uh, we had a surplus. Uh, sorry, they had a surplus in their budget. Uh, and even Trump was doing very well in the US. Um, by, um, we had... Harper had a surplus, uh, the 650 approximate billion dollar debt. He's now gone to 1.2 trillion. He's doubled the debt. Where's the money gone? How can a prime minister double the debt of a country? How can you double the debt? Where's the money gone? I mean, you take all these years, 100 years to accumulate so much of debt, 650. Now you, from there, you've just doubled it in 10 years. Where did the money go? But if you question him he'll tell you you're racist your 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 black lives matter your islamophobe your transphobe your your you know all the nasty nonsense he'll come about uh you know dog whistles um just to defer this uh, deflect the subject and and as a defense mechanism because he doesn't want you to have the truth he doesn't want to admit the truth so he'll deflect it as a tactic to deflect is then he'll say hate speech. Oh, we're against hate speech. Yeah, well, deflect and rule, dog whistle. He'll get in some more refugees. He'll get the vote banks. He'll give them money, tell them to vote for them, and he'll get their votes. Trudeau's giving him them money. Trudeau's giving them homes. Trudeau's giving them everything. Obviously, they're going to vote for Trudeau, and Trudeau's going to get generational voters, vote bank. That's what he wants. He's a, the Trudeau is the Rahul Gandhi of. And, and the Congress of India. That's who they are, exactly the same. Um, anyway, they're controlled by the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood cannot go and invade and, and, and involve themselves in activities in front of the Indian consulate because then they'll be known as terrorists because they always have that label, but they are, what can you say? Um, so they use proxies and the Khalistanis are proxies of the Muslim Brotherhood. Get that in your head. And all of them are in the same toolkit to bring down India and destroy India on the inside. They got 57 Islamic countries. All of them are not uh, on shaky ground, except for the high oil, Qatar, Dubai, Brunei, all the countries with a lot of money, oil. The rest, shaky ground, like everyone else in the world, no different. 
But it's always the kufar that is the problem for them. They never take their own responsibility. They want to bring on more land. They want to save the 200 million Muslims in India. But they cannot save the rest of the you know, Muslims in their world. They're so bothered about the kufar translation. They want land, they want power, they want to destroy everyone who does not submit to their supremacy. And so they will invest in global conflict instead of global trade, like I told you a couple of days ago. It's all about victimhood. This is a debris field of this after the Second World War. They're still on that same train, that train of victimhood, where they use victimhood as a deflecting tactic, hate speech, Islamophobia. They don't like when the trans people call them transphobia, but they can call anyone Islamophobia. That's what it is. Oh, we are not hating. Oh, but the others hate us. So you can define what others hate when others hate you, but you cannot, but you cannot admit that you hate others too. That's it. That's what they are. And long and short of the story, uh, they're behind this. And this is part of the great toolkit, uh, a global toolkit, the investing in global conflict instead of global trade. And this is why they never get anywhere in life and they're always in trouble. And that, my dear friend, the Indian National Congress is part of the, the, the global toolkit to bring everyone down, not to win elections, but to bring other people down, destroy a country. That's why they were part of the money for violence. That's why the train in India was derailed. And that's why in Tamil Nadu, the last couple of days, you've seen some temples being closed because the Indian National Congress is in alliance with the DMK government in Tamil Nadu. So to get revenge for Manipur, which they blame everything on the BJP, they had to go in the reverse angle and destroy, take, pluck something from the Hindus that is very dear to them. What is that? The temples. They got the DMK government to close some temples. The, the Hindus were angry, but they don't care because they don't give a damn. They want to destroy the Hindus of the planet. Their goal is to destroy the Hindus of the planet. So you've got communists in Tamil Nadu. A communist will do anything that the, DM, the Congress wants because they're an alliance and the the communists also don't like Hindus, obviously. Uh, and this was a get back for the Manipur violence, which was instigated by the Congress-led Christians church, just like Godwa. So this is all a global investment in global conflict instead of investment in global trade. You want to win votes, you want to win the people over to your side, you have to do it the positive way. Invest in trade, invest in um, education, human resources. And guess what? You'll win. But if you don't, if you invest in global conflict, you'll get conflict. Long and short of the story, my friend. And that, my friend, is today's podcast. Um, it's a roundabout story. It's really roundabout, uh, yes. But you have to understand history to understand what's going on now because it's the same currents that form the waves. It's not the waves that form the currents. It's the currents that form the waves. Once you understand the currents, you'll understand the waves. And you can heal. If you take part in it, you'll go down. If you stay out of it, you'll be okay. 
because we all are hamrahamasmi, the same cosmos, and it's time to heal. Stop the violence in your homes, and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets, and you will stop the violence at your borders. Because we're one cosmos, one planet, one. We are frequencies. We are all the same. We are not different. And it's time to remove the labels and heal from the inside. Because we're on the same planet, the same cosmos. Thank you very much for your time. I wish you a great day. Uh, I wish you a great evening, great morning, great day, wherever you are. And uh, till we meet again.